0: Hi there and welcome to Hugh. my name is Darren, and I hope today that God will encourage you and give you more understanding of what we're going to talk about today. And today we're going to talk about grace and works. We notice in the church there seems to be quite a bit of confusion with some Christians about the role of God's grace over our lives and doing the works of God. Both God's grace and the works of God through us are both very important in the Kingdom of God. They both shape the road of salvation that God has granted to us. So let's firstly have a look at grace and then we'll have a look at works. Grace. What is God's grace? It's the most powerful aspect of His love that He offers to all of mankind. It's because of His grace that we as wrongdoers or sinners are allowed to approach Him and receive another chance to get things right with our lives. It is an opportunity to say, Sorry, please forgive me. We can start again. But this time, I will let God lead me. Then, as we become a Christian, it is by His grace that we can talk and pray directly to God, be filled with His Holy Spirit, He will open our minds as we read the Bible, which is filled with amazing stories that he has preserved and protected for thousands of years for you to read and learn from. It is by his grace that you should know that you mean all the world to him. So grace is the foundation that God allows us to build on. And that building upon grace requires work so that your life will become complete before God. Grace creates an environment of peace between you and God. So the first thing to understand, according to Romans 11 verse 6 and Ephesians chapter 2, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do so it is by God's graciousness towards us that we have been saved and are saved if it is based on works you would never know if what you have done is good enough or acceptable by God until you come face to face with him on the day of judgment you'll always be left wondering if you will be saved In fact to put it bluntly if it is by works that requires you to be saved then you are not saved and cannot be saved while you're alive here on earth you will not know until you have died and then finding out if you are saved or not when you wake up on the other side with god standing there saying well done my faithful servant for by the many works you have done you can enter into my kingdom or he might say Depart from me, you wicked servant, you have not measured up. Go into the lake of eternal fire. I mean, this is a very fearful and unsettling situation. But thanks to God, that is not the case at all. Even common sense tells us that a system based on works is unworkable and unknowable. That means there will be no real peace in your heart, no real joy along the journey, there will not be anything solid or real for you to hold on to. What does God's grace mean for you? Let's read what Paul the Apostle said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I might depart from me, and God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in weaknesses, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For When I am weak, then I am strong. What is Paul saying here? Paul, a minister of God, has received a lot of revelations by the Holy Spirit and is sharing these revelations with the church at the time. God's hand on his life is very noticeable. A problem can come out of this and God foresees this. The problem for Paul is pride. Relying on his own strength and abilities and forgetting that it is God who leads, who reveals knowledge who opens and closes doors in life. His view of himself will soon be above what it should be. So God in his wisdom sends a messenger of Satan to humble Paul. When Paul realized why he was suffering at the hands of the enemy, he did not get angry or nor was he offended at God. He realized that through sufferings, trials and difficult situations, it was God testing and teaching him lessons for his own good. And when these situations came Paul's way, it was God's grace that allowed him to learn through them. And secondly, Paul learned to rely on God's leading and not his own, because the leading of God was the strength to get him through. Allowing God's grace and strength to get you through allows the power of Jesus Christ to work in your life. As Paul says, Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So God's grace allows you to grow in all circumstances that enter your day. God's grace allows you to learn, learn and grow without fear of losing your salvation. Grace allows you to correct your mistakes, to learn from your mistakes. Grace gives you time to learn and most importantly of all, allows God to work in your life one day at a time. So that means when things get difficult, hard to understand or unpleasant, God's graciousness towards you allows you to learn under His leading, regardless of your mistakes and failings. But make sure you understand grace is not a ticket to do wrong. It is a ticket to do what is right and having God's forgiveness over your life. God's grace is the most rewarding and unmatched gift out of all these gifts he offers mankind. So let us look at works. So if we are saved by grace, where does works fit in? And what is works anyway? Well, to put it bluntly, works is work. God has done his part through Jesus Christ. Now we need to do our part, our part for God, our part for each other and that requires work. As I said before in Ephesians two ten, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So now it is good works that we are to do, works that mature you, works that you are a blessing to others and helpful to others. In other words, it is works that involve loving your neighbor and God. Where do we find out about these good works? Good place to look is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is God inspired and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in what is right, so that you, the servant of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work with the holy spirit's guidance the bible will teach and show what work you need to do in your life the most basic works that we need to start with is the 10 commandments which is listed in exodus chapter 20. this is a great study point for us all what should our attitude be towards doing the works of god Colossians 3 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. So, our attitude is focusing on God and serving people, as though it was God we are serving. It will not be easy because people are not God and do not behave like God. So this is the challenge for today. What is your motive and attitude as you meet other people, whether it is family, people at work or your neighbour? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Who is going to get the prize? You or the situation you are struggling with in the race? Paul says, run in such a way as to get the prize. So, look at the works as a challenge and not a problem. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we, as Christians, do it to get a crown that will last forever. Remember, you will be rewarded by God when the time comes. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. There is one more very important point about doing good works on God's behalf. Everyone's good works will be different to yours. Philippians chapter 2 says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. So this means work at your own salvation as God leads you and the works he has prepared for you will differ from other saints, but the end result will be the same. The end result will be for you and for everyone else is you will have learned to love God and truly love your neighbor. In conclusion, build your works wisely in God as he graciously leads you. Listen and learn from what God says and does. Encourage others to do the same. Hebrews chapter 10 says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good works. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And Jeremiah says this in chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And God's plan to give you a hope and a future is through him sending tests your way to test you to help you to grow through his grace and it is by his grace as you grow and mature even though you may make mistakes even though you may falter it is by his grace he allows you to get back up on your feet and move on as you learn to do the good works that god has planned for you i hope this word has encouraged you today It certainly encourages me to focus on what I ought to be focusing on and I just pray that God will bless your day. Thank you for listening and i also like to thank the tattooed preacher for the music he has allowed me to use in the background. God bless. Have a great day. Bye.